Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Double FM Sports. I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy Zarek. And today we uh, we got a more simplistic episode. Um, I like that word. Simplistic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we're going to start off with news like normal. Um, and because we inevitably are going to go an extremely long time with news, um, we're just going to do a, uh, a fantasy basketball draft because the NBA season starts uh, on the 22nd and we're recording this on the 19th. So um, we're going to do fantasy well, basketball I, like we did with fantasy football. And Jared, something to say. I just uh, should we uh, I think we're probably going to provide a fantasy football update as it is the first. Uh, I don't, don't want to provide a fantasy football update. <laughs> Wait, actually, maybe, maybe I do. Hold on. See, he doesn't know because he has draft fraud and controls both the Charlie, both Charlie and his teams. Anyway, so we're probably just going to stick with the basketball draft. Uh, but if we have time, we may go into oddities and uh, hot takes. So we'll just we'll see uh, where we are in like an hour. <laughs> so uh, without further ado. Let's get into some news here, and um, I guess we'll start with the NFL. I do want to point out we are like a week and a half behind on news because we uh, had some interviews that we were doing. So we have back till December 8th, I believe, in news. So yeah. about 10 or 11 days. And, you know, us, um, a couple of days of news for us takes an hour. So we'll tr- we're going to try to keep this short, but just be prepared for the worst. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, NFL. Um. I mean, where do we want to start here? Um. We can start with the fact that I think our biggest game this week, and I don't think there's any dispute, is the Chiefs versus Saints, which Drew Brees will be returning in. Yes, that is true. Drew Brees is making his first start since breaking a couple of ribs and actually not so long couple of ribs, Ethan. I'm pretty sure the last MRI they did said 11. Yeah. That's a little more than a couple. And a collapse. And a collapse. So I'm going to be interested to see how he um, plays. Yeah. Well, and it'll be interesting to see how quickly he reacclimates to this offense. Yeah. That's kind of, that's my big concern for the Saints. I mean, they're coming off of a tough loss, which is kind of another piece of news to the Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, New yeah. starting quarterback Jalen Hurts. I think that was a little bit of a shock. Hurts could provide the Eagles a little spark here in the last couple weeks. I, I don't know the, if they. The big thing I saw out of Hurts was while he didn't pass super well, he didn't turn the ball over, but he also rushed for 106 yards. Yeah, I think the turnover thing is the big, my biggest thing because. Obviously, Wentz threw the, I believe, most interceptions up to that current time period in which he got benched. So to not have turnovers is just a huge, massive victory for the Eagles. Because in a, in a sense, a lot of those games, the Eagles almost just beat themselves. I would definitely agree. That's definitely what it's probably going to come down to is, I mean, this is going to sound kind of dumb, but it's true. In any game, you want to maximize your strengths and minimize your weaknesses. And so, yeah, maybe you don't necessarily maximize your passing game, 
But Hertz is not only younger than Wentz, but he's more mobile. Part of that because he's younger. So you're maximizing that run game. You can do a little bit more RPO, um, QB draws, that kind of thing. And if he's not turning the ball over, you're minimizing your weakness of giving extra plays to the other team. Now, I think the biggest thing, the biggest question will be, especially in this offseason, if Jalen Hurts does play well, what do you do with Carson Wentz? Well, first of all, I want to point out that I think a lot of us, I think a lot of people have forgotten that Jalen Hurts at one time was a coveted Alabama starting quarterback. I mean, I feel like, I feel like everyone was kind of like, once he got to the Eagles, I believe what he's a fifth. No, he wasn't a fifth round pick. He was, mm. what round did he go in? Was he Hollywood. third? I believe third. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when he got drafted, everyone just kind of forgot how good he was in college. I mean, he was a Heisman candidate and he got beat out by one of the best Heisman candidate statistical seasons we've ever seen in college football with Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. And he led Alabama to a national championship. I mean, this is not some, like, small school random name you never hear of. This is Jalen Hurts that we everybody knew of, like, three years ago. Yeah. And um, just for reference, he was a second-round pick. All right. I thought um, he was second or third. But, but now, yeah. kind of answering the question that you originally asked, a spot that I think that Carson Wentz could end up in, and, you know, call me crazy – Indianapolis, the Colts. I think a lot of the problems that we've seen from him is, yes, he he has turned the ball over, but because of his offensive line. I mean, his offensive line is – I don't even think there's a word to describe how bad they've been this year. It's a revolving door. Exactly. In in all fairness to the Eagles offensive line, they do have a lot of injuries. They – when healthy, they actually have a decent offensive line. They just are not healthy. Well, a couple of years ago, they had the best offensive line in the league. Yeah. And and now it's kind of shifting to that Colts team. I mean, you got some young pieces there with, uh, you know, Quentin Nelson, obviously. But their center is pretty good. They've got some good tackles on the outside. They've got some decent receivers. You know, T.Y. Hilton last couple of weeks is kind of – came back into the form we expected. Michael Pittman's promising. I mean, besides tight end, the only thing that offense seems to need is a quarterback. And Philip Rivers is doing what he can. He's, what, 37? Yeah, I don't, I don't see him playing. He maybe signs another, like, maybe two-year deal max. I don't even think – but I only see him playing for the Colts for maybe one or two more years i realistically don't see what if they get Wentz what if they trade for Wentz and that's now your quarterback you have a young quarterback who has some playoff a little bit not much but some playoff experience and he has shown glimpses of being what you know people thought he would be with the second overall pick yeah so then maybe if they trade for Wentz Wentz is the starter you back Jacoby sets back up maybe Philip Rivers does another one-year deal somewhere else for like the last year or something. Right. I don't know. Is there any, any other places you guys see him going? I mean, I, I definitely like that Colts pick. I mean, particularly for the offensive line. Um, I mean, what was it? Wentz is like the most sacked quarterback in football right now. 
Yeah, I think I think he leads statistical categories in fumbles, interceptions, and sacks for quarterbacks. Right. So yeah. you put him in one of the most dominant offensive lines um, in the league with Indy. You start to fix that problem. Um, yeah, they have had some durability issues at like running back. Um, I and and Jonathan Taylor have done their part. Well, but they I think- have, but neither of them has been. I don't think they've been healthy this entire season. That's, you know, yeah, I think I think the the thing that's kind of saved the Colts is the fact that they have Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Not to mention Marlon Mack. Now, granted, he's out for the season, but they have that running back depth. Right, you know, Jordan Wilkins too. Yeah, he played. Didn't he? He started one of those games, and he played pretty well, didn't he? He's decent. So they got a good running back. Right. There. Wide receiver does concern me a little bit. Um, you know who's coming back? I don't know. I'm I'm just saying, like, T.Y. Hilton, for a large majority of this season, has not been the T.Y. Hilton we know. Try uh, to fantasy. But imagine, imagine this. If they are able to trade for Carson Wentz and keep their first-round pick this year, I mean, this is a pretty good receiver draft class. That's true. Um, Alshon Jeffrey is coming back, I think. No, they, the, Jeff- the Colts. The Colts. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. at the same time, I'm not sure drafting another young receiver – is the answer because okay, Hilton, he's been in the league for a while. He's what in his mid thirties. Yeah, I would say yeah. maybe early thirties. Thirty, yeah. Which for a wide receiver, kind of old. Um, but he's not going to be in this league much longer. But at the same time, he's got a lot of experience. He can be that mentor figure. But like Fitzgerald. Yeah. But at least Fitzgerald still has production, you know. I, I'm not sure that drafting another young receiver is the answer because you already have Pittman, who's a rookie this year, and then your other guy is Paris Campbell, who this is his second year. So if you draft another rookie wide receiver, you're going to have a rook, a guy in his second year, and a guy in his third year, and then T.Y. Hilton. I it's say worked you, out okay for the Steelers. Yeah. Has it, though? Yeah, it has. They don't have a solidified number one, but they can at least spread the ball around and play well. I think we're going to be then, dropping the ball. No, we can't. Well, but that's only been as of, like, the last two or three weeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think – do you guys see the Colts as, like, a contender this year? Yes. Because of that defense, yes. Yeah. Okay. Hey, look, I, 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 you, I was wondering if you guys felt the same. But, yeah. Um, I told you guys, you know, back whenever we did that playoff preview, you guys both had the Titans above the Colts for the division. I still, oh, got no, the I Colts. still have the Titans above the Colts. I got the Colts I think, the Titans. I think Colts will make the playoffs. I think they'll probably go out in the first or second round. I think I think the Colts will be the one seed simply because the Titans have to play the Packers. Wait, the, wait, the, Colts, the hold on the one seed in their division. In their division. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the Colts play or the Titans play the Packers. And let me read you off the Colts schedule. The Texans, 
That's not a given. It's not a given, but I think it's it'll it'll be a win. The Jaguars. That's, that's pretty much a given. And the Steelers, which Ooh. I think could be a good game. It it could it depends on which. Well, I mean, I'll we'll talk about the Steelers probably later. But anyway, like. It depends on which Steelers team shows up. Do you get the one that showed up against Buffalo or do you get the sh- the one that showed up against Cleveland? Well, but I think the problem, you know, I guess we can kind of just go into the Steelers right now because we're on the topic of it. But the problem with the Steelers is the team they started this year with that we all saw were high-flying, you know, perfect season guys, it's no longer. Bud yeah. Dupree. Um, forgive me if I say the last, the the first name wrong, because the other guy is a Penn, former Penn State lacrosse player, but Robert Spillane, right? That's his name. Robert Spillane, yeah. Okay. Nick Spillane is a Penn State lacrosse player, so I always get that confused. But Robert Spillane's out, Devin Bush, um, you know, Pouncey was out, Joe Hayden's been out, Steven Nelson, right? He was out. James Conner might back, go. though, but yeah. I mean, they've been playing the last, like, two or three weeks with a pretty, you know, depleted roster. I don't think you can blame it on that, though, because there has – I mean, Ethan brought up the catch drop thing. I mean, there's just been poor execution on all sides of the offense. I mean – We've seen Ebron drop easy catches. We've seen Deontay Johnson drop easy catches. We've seen Juju drop easy catches. Please I mean, don't bring up football. Stop bringing up Eric Ebron dropping catches because I think I have Eric Ebron on my fantasy team <laughs> in one of my leagues. And I swear, I think I added up the yardage of the three catches he dropped last week or two catches he dropped last week, and it would have been enough to put me over the, my opponent. <laughs> I definitely agree with you, though. I think there's a big performance issue there when it comes to catching the ball. I think I don't. I mean, like the Steelers' offense, the run game is absolutely abysmal right now. Right. I I've been saying it since honestly before this year. I just I, I I think the Steelers need to complete reset at running back. I mean, James yeah, Conner's not the answer. I'm sorry. And we have a good offensive line there, so I feel like the run game should at least have a small amount of success. So I'm, I'm with you. I think we, I love James Conner. I love his story. I just don't know if he's the answer for us running back. I'd love to see him if he was a backup running back. I think that he's a great backup running back, but I don't know. I think, I think the problem there is he'd be too overpaid. I think if you want a backup running back, I think Benny Snell is perfect for that. He's showed some spurts of. So would you so. Would you consider drafting a running back first round this year's draft for the steel? If you're the Steelers, no. But Ooh. that's because I that's because I stand by the fact that unless you have a Saquon Barkley type talent, you don't draft them in the first round they because running backs are so replaceable. They could draft a quarterback. I've I saw a mock draft that was done on I want to say it was the eighth. So right. The right last time we filmed our last news podcast, mm-hmm. it has the Steelers at pick 30 picking up Kyle Trask. There you go. Because I honestly don't think Mason Rudolph's going to be our next franchise quarterback. I really don't. No, it was nice. It was nice seeing him and roommate at Oklahoma State, James Washington, play on the same team for about half of last season, but it's not going to work out, in my opinion. 
I'm not sure Trask would fall that much, though. I mean, week got, in and week out, you guys are raving about him as, like, the Heisman front runner. I don't know about that anymore, but we'll see. I do. I We'll, we'll get into that later. But. but I'm just saying, this is a guy who's, like, I think it's safe to say top four quarterback in the country. Oh, I mean, like, like in college football, yes, but I don't think he's a top four quarterback prospect. No, no, no. I'm saying top four in the country as far as college football. I don't see him falling all the way to 30. I mean, the way the league has been going, quarterbacks are snatched up early in the first round. But he's not yeah, mobile, really. I've seen, I've seen, I think in that mock draft that I'm talking about where they had Trask going at 30, they had obviously Lawrence at one and Fields at two. I mean, that's kind of a given at this point. I feel like yeah. quarterback talent-wise, at least, maybe not the exact picks, but then they had Trey Lance out of NDSU, who is a solid quarterback, obviously, and they had Zach Wilson at about 13, so... I don't know. I mean, if Trask falls to the Steelers, I think the Steelers would gladly take him. Right? Oh, sure. I'm just not sure it's going to happen. Yeah. But I think we need to get a quarterback soon because um, let's just say Big Ben's not going to be there too much longer. Right, yeah. Maybe yeah, another mean, year or two max. I feel like I feel like everyone's been saying that, though, for like the past five years. Like, yeah, I feel but- like but I mean, he's like, been 38 now. Like, I yeah, don't... He's, he's 38, but I feel like when he was 33, everyone was like, okay, give him two years. And then it was like two years was up. And it was like, give him another year. Okay. And then it was yeah. like, give him two more years. And, I mean, obviously he's going to have to retire at some point. We're not going to have Big Ben playing at 70. He'd, uh, that wouldn't be too good. But, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. When Ben's done, I think, obviously, a quarterback would be – another quarterback in the draft would be the solution, but I, I, I really don't know when that's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. and um, on putting on the pads. So anything else in the NFL? There's a little bit of quarterback news, like um, Daniel Jones, he uh, tweaked his hamstring or no ankle sprain. That is after tweaking his hamstring three weeks ago. He uh, played against the Cardinals. We got our first win in three weeks. So I'm happy about that, but, that's besides the point. Daniel Jones is listed as question or well, he's uncertain. I would I would consider that questionable. Um, same with Matthew Stafford. Um, he was listed as questionable for the Lions. Talking about that Lions team, how about Frank Rag now? He played the game with a fractured throat. I don't even know you fracture a throat. I don't either, but apparently it's something with the vocal cords. So to be honest, maybe I should look into that because you know. My vocal yeah. cord. Yeah, but he but played he a game. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't let up a sack. Like it's not like he played the game and just kind of like you know he was average. He played the game and he played good. Hmm. Um. Just also, do it. go for it. Dwayne Haskins was now was named the starter for Washington this week. Alex Smith is out with an injury. But apparently, so. um, I should talk about this Thursday night. Derek Carr apparently suffered a pretty serious groin injury. Yeah, I, I did but see Mar- that. I, I don't know. Mariota played all right, but... Mariota, I would consider Mariota... He played pretty good. Yeah, but... For, Derek for his Carr, first Derek Carr, I don't know. 
since it's pretty serious, I don't know if I if they make the playoffs, which I don't know if they are at this point. I don't I even. Just, know. I just saw an article. It said they have about a five percent chance of making the playoffs now. Yeah, but that that's opens up the rim right now. What aren't they? Aren't they the six or seven? Oh, they're the nine seed. Never mind. I thought they were up there. I thought they were like the seven seed. They were up there, and then they lost like four of five. Yeah, you're right. Because they lost to the Falcons pretty badly a couple weeks ago. Oh, they got smacked. Yeah. Yeah, they've they that oh that was the that was uh the week that they almost lost the Jets and then Ethan Ethan jinxed the Jets. <laughs> and then yeah, they got Herb, blown out the next week by the Seahawks. But Herb, the yeah, Jets speaking of that Oakland game, Herbert played pretty well. I mean, Oakland, pretty, Oakland. Wow, I really just went back in time. You pulled a me. You you That's pulled a Gruden. Good. You pulled a Gruden. He was wearing an Oakland Raiders hat at the game. And then he immediately switched to Las Vegas. Yep. Okay, it is as of this year, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Okay, cut me some slack. But, I mean, Herbert, 314, two touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over, led them to the second half, but yeah. Hey, rookie of the the year is up for grabs still, maybe. Oh, he fumbled the ball. He didn't throw an interception. That's what I meant. Maybe you give it to Justin Herbert, rookie of the year. Maybe. I think that's – I think with Burrow out, at least in the AFC. Because don't they do AFC Rookie of the Year and NFC Rookie of the Year? Is that another no, one that matters? Offense and defense. Bro, what's up with Madden? Because Madden has AFC Offense <laughs> and Defensive Rookie of the Year. Hey, remember when you busted Ethan's chops for bringing up um, the the fake Juve name because of a video game? This is the same thing. No, 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 no. It's not the same thing. Because I was asking a question. Yeah, but you still thought it was AFC and NFC. No, I asked a question. All right, all right, all right. All right, before the fans get before the fans click off, um, does anyone have anything else for the NFL before we move on to college football? Nothing here. I, I I got. I mean, if you want to talk about one of the one of my favorite games this year, to be honest, Chiefs versus Dolphins. That was a good game. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I enjoyed watching that. Xavier Howard got like his ninth pick of the year or something like that. Reached back with one hand. Oh, it was beautiful. That was had a thirty-yard, negative thirty-yard run. Yeah, that was a <laughs> that. You want to talk about video games? That was a video game move right there. That, he actually, it was kind of funny because he came out and tweeted and he said, "I do this in Madden all the time. Why didn't it work?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he, I, th- I think that kind of speaks. A lot about the Chiefs team, though, because Mahomes played probably one of the worst statistical games of his career. Now, not statistical, but like game management games of his career ever, and they still won. I mean, you're not going to see many more three interception games out of Patrick Mahomes. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't. Yeah, but anything else? Um, I think that's... Yeah, that's really all I got. All right. Um, moving on to college football. This today is, I guess, conference championship day. There's also some, I guess, makeup games happening. But um, actually, there was the Pac-12 conference game last night with Oregon defeating USC in a 31-24 to game. I heard it was a pretty good game. Um, then today we got the, obviously, the other main Power 5 conferences. We got the uh, – ACC with Clemson, Notre Dame, which has huge college football playoff implications for it. 
Um, SEC, we got Alabama and Florida. Um, Big Ten, we have Northwestern and Ohio State, who managed to get in even though at first they didn't have the required amount of games. And then I believe in the Big 12, it's Oklahoma and Iowa State. Iowa State, Iowa yep. State yep. So, good day for college football today. Um, I know I'm probably going to be tuning in, but can't forget the Mountain West, Boise State, number 24, just, San Jose I State. In the Power Five. I know. And you also got Tulsa and Cincy. That's a pretty big top 25 matchup there in the American. Unfortunately, the – um, oh, which – Sunbelt. Yeah, I was actually excited to watch that one. Coastal Carolina and the Raging Cajuns, yeah. I believe earlier – yeah, earlier in the season, Coastal Carolina beat ULL by three. So, it would have definitely been a good game. I mean, obviously with the ranking, but – Yeah. You know, a good matchup. And speaking of the Heisman, so – and so the two Heisman, I guess, can you can consider like some of the two Heisman frontrunners played tonight in Mac Jones and Kyle Trask, Alabama and Florida, respectively. Do you, I mean, besides obviously playoff implications, this is a big game for the Heisman race, I would say. Yeah, I would agree. Because if, if so, let so to you guys. I, I'm biased, obviously, because I'm an Alabama fan, and I'm just going to choose Mac Jones. So I'm, I'm going to We know. You. So if Kyle Trask has a bad game and Mac Jones has a good game, do you see anything changing the highest race, or do you see Kyle Trask just still retaining it? What's a bad game for Trump, Kyle Trask? Like, if he throws 200 yards, one touchdown, two picks, Mac Jones throws, like, 250 and three touchdowns. Do you see anything changing, or do you still just give it to Kyle Trask? I, I I don't know. I think – so I'm going to kind of back it up a week. Obviously, you know, you talked about Kyle Trask's performance back when we were talking about him with the Steelers. And you said you still see him as a Heisman front runner. I said yes. Somebody said no. I don't remember which one of you said no. But the reason why I see Kyle Trask still as the Heisman front runner right now is because, yes, they lost to a poor <laughs> LSU team. He still threw for 474 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Yes, he threw for two interceptions, but he only had three on the year. And one of the interceptions was off the receiver's hands, off the defender's it hands. Was, it was a, I'll give it to him. It was a crazy interception. So if you think about it, Kyle Trask's stats still he, – he's still first in touchdowns, still first in yards. He's a top five QBR rating still. And he's tied for 60th interceptions with five. He still is that quarterback. Now, when I look at Mac Jones and what might happen if they play bad, if he plays, if Trask plays bad this week and Jones plays good, I think that's where Kyle Trask's two interceptions last week could hurt him. I yeah. don't, if Kyle Trask plays, he doesn't even have to play great. I think if Trask plays all right, he takes care of the ball, does not turn it over to a very good Alabama secondary. Yeah. People like Patrick Sertan. But as long as he takes care of the ball, I think Trask still has the Heisman. But if you combine his turnovers this week or this past week with a bad performance this week, I think you could see Mac Jones jump him. Yeah. Um, and then moving on, I guess we can talk about the college football playoffs. So, obviously, that Clemson-Notre Dame game, huge implications. Um now, there's a way both teams do get in. I think if Clemson beats Notre Dame, both you could very well see maybe both of them getting in. Is that fair? I think it is. I think so. 
Okay. I think we're going to have to worry about it. I think Notre Dame's going to come out and shock the world and go, hey, guys, that wasn't a fluke a couple weeks ago. Obviously, if Notre Dame beats Clemson, then Clemson's out. Two losses. Now, I guess another big question is that number five team, Texas A&M. Now, let's say Alabama loses to Florida. Would you put Texas A&M in over Alabama? No. Ethan, Alabama's the – I'm pretty sure, like – oh, shoot, they don't have votes on here. I'm pretty sure Alabama is the unanimous number one. I don't think there's any way, unless Alabama loses like 70 to nothing to Florida, that Alabama falls out of college football. So even if Alabama loses, you still see Alabama in the playoff. I see Alabama as a top two seed, to be honest. I think Notre Dame could jump them. I do not think Ohio State will jump them if they win. I think Alabama is locked into what the playoff. Ohio, wait, what happens if Ohio State loses? Do you put Texas over, yeah. over Ohio State? Yeah. Yes, easily. Even I think you could. You can make a case for Iowa State just because they've played more games. Sure. And I'll get into Iowa State a little bit later, I think. To be fair, Florida's the seventh seed. So Florida beats Alabama and then – I it's, don't know. It's going to be a mess. I think it's going to – I think when it's all said and done, it's going to be Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State. And although I want Iowa State in there, and again, I'll get into that a little bit later, I think it'll be Texas a and I think Clemson falls out and misses the playoffs for the first time in who knows how long. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah. But obviously, if Clemson if Clem, if Clemson wins and Ohio State wins, um, you could very well have the same top four you did this week in the playoffs. Yeah, maybe yeah. seeding might change a tad, but I could see it where maybe Notre Dame falls to four. That's actually a pretty good game. Now, I kind of want to switch topics here in college football. Do you guys remember when we were talking about the Missouri-Vanderbilt game? And I told you both that Missouri was a very good team with a good offense. And you both laughed at me. Mm -hmm. I want to let you both know. You you, uh, you disagreed heavily. I wouldn't say heavily. We just – we didn't say they were bad. We just didn't fully they're, agree that they were amazing. I think there are still better offenses in the SEC. I would like to remind, I would like to point out the fact that Missouri was a top twenty-five team last week. Okay. I, I just I don't I just want to point that out. You know I I think people underrate Missouri a little bit. Now, yeah, they got beat by Georgia pretty handily, and I'm not really surprised because, well, it's Georgia. Oh, that hurt. But, I mean, I think people are underrating Missouri here a little bit. Sure. I mean, you can, you can definitely make a case for it. Um, they'll, they'll get a good bowl game, I'm assuming, because they're, they're probably still right out on the outside of that top 25 looking in. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Um, any, I guess, other news in college football? Yeah. Um, so, a little bit, yeah. Todd, I'm hoping you're talking about the new uh, Illinois head coach. Nope. Not what I was going to say. But... Well, Illinois just hired their new head coach. I'm going to let somebody pronounce it because I am going to get it wrong. Brett Bielema. Maybe. Sure. I don't know how to pronounce it. Todd, you're, you're good at pronouncing stuff, so I'll let you pronounce it. But he's the former uh, Wisconsin and Arkansas head coach. 
So, you know, he'll be there against Penn State today, I think, right? Oh, really? He's coming in just that quickly and just doing it. I think so. They don't have a head coach, and they hired him, so. Oh, yeah. And then, Todd, do you have something else? Uh, I got two things. One, you want to talk about coaches? How about uh, Auburn's oh. coach? Gus oh, Mauer, yeah, Gus Mauer fired. Um, so he got fired, and then um, we talked a couple weeks ago about um, Vanderbilt's kicker, Sarah Fuller, um, who we said in that game against Mizzou didn't score, but she finally did score either this week or the past week by kicking a field goal. So first woman in Power 5 history to score yeah, in a football game. Yeah, there's an extra point. Um, that's what it was, yeah. Um, I mean two, – Two extra points. Two extra points um, making history. Um, yeah, like you said, the first woman in Power 5 game to, to score a point. Um, the kicks were decent. Um, nothing, I mean, amazing, but – It's also an extra point, but yeah. <laughs> It's, it's a step in the right direction for her, right? Sure, 100%. She is a senior, so she, I don't think she can do it again, but she did create, I guess, a path for, I guess, any woman that wanted to play college football. I mean, it's not it's not a – you don't see it much, but a girl soccer player kicking field goals for a football team is not like – It's not that uncommon. Like a, yeah, like I, I it's think – It's not as uncommon as you think it is. I'm pretty sure back in the day in Mechanicsburg, our own very our very own high school, I'm pretty sure we had one of the girls soccer players kick field goals. And like it's it's not super uncommon for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what was it? When the Eagles needed a new kicker, they were talking about bringing in Carly Lloyd. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Which I think I think that's kind of funny that they didn't talk about bringing in Julie Ertz. I mean your husband is on the team. <laughs> I mean, yeah. At least Carly is close, though. She plays in – well, closer. I mean, Julie Ertz plays for Chicago, you know? Yeah. Carly Lloyd is, what, in Jersey? I forget. Doesn't she play for Sky Blue? I don't know. I just know Julie Ertz isn't that close. Yeah. Um, um, anything else college football? Not news-wise, but I just thought, what if we uh, go through our picks for the other four conference games? And we can we can throw in the American because that's a top 25. So wait, the, the power four and then the American? Well, the power five minus Pac-12, obviously, as they already played. Okay. Or the American. All right, let's start so. off, I guess, with um, – I'll start off with the Big 12 championship game. We have Oklahoma, not the number 10 against Iowa State, the six. They do have Oklahoma favored by six points in this game. Yeah, they do. <laughs> However, I think Iowa State's going to shock the world and win. Shock the world? Well, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, and I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, Iowa State's a good team. There's a reason that they're six. Yeah, they have two losses, but – one of them is to that ULL team, which is, I think, severely underrated. And the other is to, at the time, number six, Oklahoma State. Like, those are good losses. 
Brock Purdy is a solid quarterback. I think we've seen that over the last few years at Iowa State. But I want to talk about Brees Hall, the sophomore running back. You know, we had a lot of talk about Najee Harris this year and how much touch, how many touchdowns he's scored. Brees Hall, a little under 1,400 yards and 17 touchdowns with a 6.1 average. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but a 6.1 average per carry, you don't yeah, see that. really good. Um, um, uh, wait, Todd, who's your Um, I'm just going to – I pulled up the game in uh, week four between Iowa State and Oklahoma because they've already played once this season. Um, and Iowa State pulled that one off. At the same time – not a great day from Rattler uh, for Oklahoma. I mean, really kind of a mediocre day across the board. Um, I don't know. This could be a toss-up. Yeah, I'm, n- I'm not sure. I'd say it's definitely going to be close, regardless of the outcome. This one may not. Northwestern Ohio State. I personally think Ohio State's I, – I think they're going to win. I don't know if it's going to be by 17. Ohio State by three touchdowns. You think That's Ohio State – That's a bit ambitious. I, I think it's maybe by 10. Three touchdowns. I could see more of the by 10. I mean, really, I could see both of those scenarios. I mean, you've kind of heard me dump on Northwestern a couple of times this season. Um. So, I, I think Ohio State is going to win this. Um, I mean, yeah, there's 17 and a half point favorites. Not sure if it'll be that much um, because, like we've been saying, Ohio State has dealt with some injuries this year. Um, but at the same time, they're fourth in the country, and Northwestern hasn't had the strongest schedule. So, yeah, I'd take Ohio State here. All right, um, Clemson, Notre Dame. Clemson on Yahoo Sports is an 11.10.5 point favorite. I'm going to actually go with JR. I think Ian Book is going to have a great game today, and I think Notre Dame's going to get it done and knock Clemson out of the playoff. Yeah, I mean, I, I will agree with you on the pick. However, I want to change names here. I'm going to go Kyron Williams, the running back. I think Williams has a big day, and they knock out Clemson. A lot of the argument for Clemson is, hey, no Trevor Lawrence during that first week. I'll just call him DJ because I don't want to pronounce the last name. 400 yards against the Notre Dame defense. I don't see Trevor Lawrence doing much better than that. And also there's no defensive players hurt for Clemson, so their defense is still the same. They didn't lose anyone tremendous on defense. So I think they lost somebody during the game, though. During that but, Notre Dame game. But but still, like, Notre Dame destroyed that defense. Yeah. So I there's think, no excuse for the defense. I think I think you'll see a close game, as I'm sure we all expect. Notre I think it's going to be a thrill. I'm actually really excited for that game. Four o'clock today, boys. Yeah, it's probably going to be a shootout, and I think the X factor is probably going to be the defenses. Mm-hmm. Which do you think is going to stop? That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, because otherwise it's just going to be who can put the most points on the board. 
And we know those teams can put up points. Yeah. So Todd, who's your who are you picking? Um I don't know. For me it's a toss up. I will say I don't think one team is gonna win by at least ten. So I don't like that line there with uh saying that Clemson is gonna win by ten. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's gonna be yeah. closer than that. But um at least a one possession game. I I would second that thought. Yeah. Um, the SEC championship, Alabama and Florida. I mean, I'm obviously biased here, so I'm I'm going to choose Alabama. But I want to ask. I see the spread here, 17 points. Does Alabama beat Florida's defense by 17? No, I think it'll be I think it'll be 14 or like it'll be two touchdowns or 10 points. I want to say Florida's so bad because I've enjoyed watching their offense, but. There's a reason Alabama's 10-0 in SEC play. Yeah. Yeah. I think Bama's going to pull it off. It's it's weird, though, with that 17-point spread. Because, yeah, I could definitely see them going under and making it, like, yeah, two-possession game, um, either, like, yeah, 14 or 10 points. I could also see Florida having a terrible day and just getting blown out. If Florida plays like they did against LSU, it's gonna, it's not, it's not gonna be pretty. Yeah. Dude, but the thing is, is now granted that LSU defense is nowhere, they're they're all right. They're not as good as Alabama's defense, but the offense kept Florida in that game. I mean, this that was an LSU offense that was definitely not what we saw last year. I think we can all agree with that. And they put up what thirty eight points on the Florida defense, so. I really don't – I don't see a world where the Florida offense struggles. So, I, I think it'll be close no matter what. And when I say close, I do agree. I think it'll be less than 17 points. But I don't see a world where it's an Alabama blowout. Yeah, I don't see an Alabama blowout. But, yeah. And, anyway, moving on to the final game, we're going to be predicting Tulsa at Cincinnati in the American um, championship game. I'm Cincinnati is a 14 point favorite. I don't think they're going to win by 14, but I think Cincinnati will pull it off. All right. So this is, this is, this is uh, the one I've been waiting for. This is the reason why I included it because here we go. We weren't going to do hot takes, right? We, we didn't, we weren't yeah. sure if we're going to have time. I don't think we're going to have time. <laughs> no, we're Here's not my hot take. Here's my hot take. Tulsa beats Cincinnati, knocks Cincinnati out of the, uh, the new year's six bowl in coastal Carolina. We'll get into the New Year's Six because mm-hmm. they'll be the top G, uh, group of five team, and they'll beat the whoever they're up against. That's my hot take. If if you didn't catch my prediction of Tulsa beating Cincinnati, we did catch that. Coastal Carolina also isn't playing, so. Well, yeah, but I think that they'll still be the top group of five team, so they'll get in. Oh right, 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 right. I thought you were saying that also. Coastal Carolina will beat who they're playing. Oh, no, no. I mean, Coastal Carolina will win that New Year's Six Bowl game. I guess you. Um, I don't know. Um, I just think Cincinnati is too good for a team like Tulsa to knock off. And I don't know. Tulsa just kind of strikes me as, I don't know if second rate is the right word, but not in the same league as some of those more high-powered teams. That's fair. I mean, there is a reason why they're a 14-point favorite, and there is a reason why that was my 
hot take, but right. Anyway, that's pretty much a, a wrap on college football, right? Yep. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, uh, NBA. Not a ton of news, but some very important news. Uh, Giannis signed what a five-year supermax with the Bucks. Yep. So just Whatever. any questions about like if he was going to leave next year or not? There's your answer. I hate it to be honest. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to see Giannis go somewhere else. I wanted to see him in what Golden State, Miami, anywhere else but Milwaukee. No offense to Bucks fans, I just. I want to see him on a big-time championship, you know, Warriors-style, Heat-style. So just team. send him to the Lakers, because why not? No, no, no. Anybody, any, anywhere but where LeBron is. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to make that uh, qualification. Yeah. Yeah, but Giannis, yep, is now going to be a buck for the next couple of years at least. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get, his, get him a ring. Um, more like see if they can get him a team. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened. You want to talk about big superstars and where they might end up? James Harden, the Rockets just announced they were expanding their uh, trade offers to a bunch of different teams, other than the really seventy-six. Nothing though, other than they're just continuing to shop him. I mean, yeah, but originally they said that they were only going to shop him to, I believe, the Sixers and Nets. Now it's pretty much anybody. So, you know, Harden looks like he's on his way out, I think. Yeah, I just don't know who trades from at this point. Well, the bigger question is who has the money to trade for him? And yeah. who has the assets? I mean, I would assume we're looking at something Anthony Davis size deal where it's like four or five first round picks and some good players. And we're not just talking good players, we're talking good, good players. I don't know who has the assets and who would be willing to give them up for a 30, 31 year old Harden. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not AD where he was 25 or whatever. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I don't think age is a factor for Harden. I don't think yeah, it is. Dude. but I mean, I don't think it is skill-wise, but I think it is when you're talking about longevity of how long he's going to be playing there and how worth it it is. I mean, yeah, but LeBron is how old? <laughs> LeBron doesn't count. LeBron is – he's different. Yeah. Is he, though? He's is built he? different. He's built different. I mean, think about it, though. Harden, for one, he's a guard, okay? So he doesn't have to worry about the height. Um, because, you know, you have guys like Yao Ming who retired after like eight seasons because it's just basketball is a more physically demanding sport if you're taller. That's just how the body is is made. So instead, Harden is like, what, 6'2"? Something nah, like that. he's like 6'5". Yeah, he might be a little taller than that. I'd say 6'4", six, 6'5", six, maybe. Okay. Even so, he doesn't have to worry as much about the height. He's also not taking that much contact. He doesn't really live in the paint. He lives on the perimeter. Don't have to tell me that twice. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? And the fouls that he's taking, they're not huge fouls. Yeah. It's not like getting trucked by Shaq. It's a lot of reaching <laughs> fouls. Right. Or someone, someone tips you as you're making a three. You know, so you mean, I think you mean, he still has a lot of time left in this league. 
pod, I think you mean jumping into somebody while you're shooting your three. Even more so, yeah. That just continues to support my point. I think he still has a lot left in the tank. And even if he signs like a five-year deal like Giannis did, you're still you, you still then have five years to go and win a championship with one of the most productive scorers, uh, I'd say, from since MJ Never. retired. Okay. Fair. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I just – maybe it's a little bit of bias because I'm not a hardened fan by any means. In fact, I'm – very polarizing. Yeah. I would, yeah. Um, anything else? Um, again, speaking of other superstars, is there no, – I believe there's an investigation going on with – uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers oh, yeah. and everything. And Rajon Rondo like, is getting accused of assault right now. So, yeah. Um, no, Ethan, Ethan, I think there was, like, not, like, a legal, like, charge. I'm pretty sure it was, like, a basketball issue. Like, I think there was, like, some recruiting issue with what happened with Kawhi and why he signed with the Clippers, right? Yeah. No, there was, no there's a whole separate incident with Rondo. I know, but I was talking about like yeah, I know. okay, basketball okay. yeah. Brought up well, and Jerry West calling the Lakers a. Um, I don't know what he called crap. Him, so. He called him a crap show. Oh, but, okay. But, but another yeah, word, yeah, crap. yeah. So, and obviously, Got Jerry it. West was is the poster boy of the NBA. Like he is literally on the He's logo. Literally... Yeah, he played for the Lakers. Lakers for a while won a couple of championships there, so I don't understand what he's do- talking about saying the lake talking about the Lakers that way. But well, I mean, he works for the Clippers, so but, but still, he was like, oh, he's a Lakers icon. Yep, I don't understand it, but but yeah, um, um, back to Kawhi. Basically, there's a whole lawsuit with this guy who said he knew Kawhi and his uncle and tried to shop his services to the Clippers organization by feeding them intel about uh, Kawhi and what Kawhi would need to go to the Clippers. So, like, when the whole thing broke about you guys need Paul George in order to get Kawhi, this guy is saying that came from him and that he needs to be paid two and a half million dollars because plus damages because he made an oral agreement with Jerry West. So there's all of like the money side and then there's all of just the shady recruiting stuff. So it's going to be a mess, but I think to be honest to me, it just sounds like a crazy guy who wants credit for something that probably didn't happen. Now, again, I could see it happening, but that just sounds like, so like it sounds like a guy who just wants money in my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't. I can't imagine that something comes of it. Like I feel like Jerry West and the Clippers would know better. Well, and why is it coming up now? Why didn't it come up when it happened? I don't know. It just it's a like, little it's a little odd to me. But yeah, I do. I do have to say though, I think wasn't that there was some like sketchy stuff, not like like legal wise, but I feel like there was some like weird stuff going around when Kawhi first went to the Clippers. Was there not? Everyone everyone was shocked. Yeah. But I well, feel like there was like... with his injuries, because they were saying like, oh, yeah, Kawhi is injured or 
he's taking a rest day or stuff like that. And people thought that they were masking his injuries. I just, yeah, I just felt that there, there was some weird stuff going on in LA back when he originally first signed. It's a little gap, yeah. Yeah. Ethan, you want to talk about your jazz? I give you permission. You now have a new owner. We proof. do. We, we do. We have a new owner. It's not going to really change anything, but. Hey, you don't know. You saw what happened when. Never mind. I can't think of the. Never mind. I'm not going to bring up that example because I can't remember it. Whoops. Yeah, Never we mind. have a new owner. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of role this person, I guess. Let's see what Ryan Smith, um, what kind of role he plays in the Jazz organization. Because the the uh, the owner before I believe the Smith uh, was like Dennis Smith or something I don't know they didn't really play much of a role in the basketball side it'll be interesting to see if this guy does like Mark Cuban <laughs> <laughs> uh, and will will he be at every um every Mavericks game Steve Ballmer see I at least appreciate Mark Cuban's dedication to the team like he doesn't treat it like an investment like he is there. Every single game, he cares about his players. Like, no, I love Mark Cuban. And then you, and then you have Todd. Then you have Steve Ballmer. <laughs> no words can describe Steve Ballmer. Um, anything else coming out of the NBA before we move on to college basketball? I say we move on to college. I got one small fun piece of information out of the NBA. Jeremy Lin has signed a deal yeah. with the Warriors G League team. Oh. I forgot about that. Lin's not, sanity. Yeah, not big, but if you're an NBA fan, you know my man Jeremy Lin. Oh. If you live anywhere remotely close to New York City, you know who Jeremy Lin is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Houston, but more specifically yeah. New York City. All right. College basketball. Um, uh, but actually, speaking of, this is a big day for college sports in general. There's a lot of good college basketball games on. Um, a game is starting a half an hour from when we're recording this. The number one Gonzaga Bulldogs are playing the number three Iowa Hawkeyes. That is going to be a great game. You bet. Iowa wins simply because Gonzaga's had time off. And who has Gonzaga really played? I I think I think Gonzaga is a better team than Iowa. Todd, they 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 beat Kansas, Auburn, yeah. and West Virginia. That's they've actually, got they've got a good resume. That's not terrible. To me, that's West Virginia is the only one that matters, though, because Kansas, Kansas, time. Kansas has kind of been in a slide. Kansas, is all one fifth. of them have been in a slide. Isn't Kansas fifth? They were six uh, at the time when they played. Kansas is now only fifth. Yeah, they're seven and one. They're, they're a good team. That's true. I um, think I think I think the big the big deciding factor is the fact that Luca Garza, you know, he's in form, and these Gonzaga guys have had to take off what a week and a half, two weeks of time. Yeah. Plus, I don't think we've seen Jalen Suggs back since his Achilles or whatever it was injury, yeah. so we don't know how that's going. I mean, obviously, he played the rest of that game, but there obviously was something up in 
hopefully, hopefully he's all right. But yeah, then another good game today, Todd. Your Wisconsin Badgers are playing um, undefeated Louisville today at also at noon. So that should be an interesting game. Another interesting game that maybe doesn't really look appealing, but is is North Carolina Kentucky. Kentucky is. Me? Huh. There's a three point spread for UNC. That's a joke. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Kentucky, I, took I just think that Kansas has been in a slide. Kentucky has been, like, falling off the cliff. I think Kentucky finds their footing today and wins. No, you don't. You're saying that as a Duke fan. Why is Kentucky going to find their footing no, today? No, look, look at our group chat. I took Kentucky. Yeah, you took Kentucky because you're a Duke fan. And also, I'm, like, really slacking, so I'm just trying to find upsets. Yeah, yep. you've been pretty bad. But, I mean <laughs> – the problem with Kentucky is they have no consistency. And when I say consistency, I don't mean game to game. I mean from last year to this year. There's Every, no continuity. That's the word. I, I, knew, I knew Todd would come in clutch. But, I mean, they have one scholarship player from last year. Everybody else is new. And I think I said this the last time we had a podcast on news. That's a huge problem for this team is that they're just so new with each other and you know, all these freshmen, yeah, they're high-rated recruits. Brandon Boston, Devin Askew. I mean, they've got Terrence Clark, uh, Oliver Saar, I believe. They're all good players. I just don't think that they're – I think that it's going to be a while before they start winning games. Yeah, I was, talking about, I was talking about this with my dad um, a couple of days ago and how all the – seems like all the one-and-done teams seem to be struggling and the early part of the season seems to be favoring – a lot more of the experience teams. That's just because over the summer, like these teams couldn't really get together. So these experience teams already have kind of have chemistry with each other. Right. So I'm just thinking there's going to be a certain point in the season where the one and done teams eventually just start to catch up. And then like, like I think Kentucky's going to make a huge comeback sometime this year. I really do. I think. And I think I I, as a Duke fan, I'm going to say, I think we'll win a couple games too, but. When you say when you say Kentucky makes a huge comeback, do you mean that Kentucky starts winning games, or do you mean Kentucky starts winning games to the point where they're up competing for the SEC championship? Because I think they'll make the tournament. I see a world where Kentucky plays 15, 20 games and loses most of them. And then they play the last like 10 games pretty good. Just because, you know, they develop that continuity. Thanks again, Todd. But, you know, I, I can see a world where Kentucky does not make the tournament this year. I really do. I can see it. I just think they I just think they'll eventually just, like, get back. They'll get back on track, at least to some aspect. I also right. think Duke will get back on track, too. But Of course, you had to bring that one up. But I, <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. Once they get Jalen Johnson back, which is a pretty big story that he could be out for at least a month, possibly. Yeah, it's very like it's very I, it's very discreet. They just said a foot injury. We don't know what kind of foot injury it is to what extent he's missing. They said indefinitely. So he's it, in a boot. I I watched the Duke Notre Dame game, and I believe they said that he is back for another MRI in about two weeks. Yeah, and then but I they guess, don't know. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, any other news you want to talk about? injuries it's not really an injury but we had a pretty big scare a couple days ago florida versus florida state star oh, yeah. player keontae johnson collapsed on the floor 
and was rushed to the hospital. He has since been, he was originally unresponsive and then he was put in a medically induced coma. He is now, I believe, responsive and he's even been taking some FaceTime videos from teammates and he's said thanks to the fans for the support. So that's good to hear, but you know, very scary, very scary what happened to um, Keontae Johnson and I guess we all rumor. The rumor I heard is that there's been some problems with athletes that have had COVID and they've developed a disease that has caused sudden cardiac arrest and they are not sure if that's happened. But I feel like if he went into cardiac arrest, that would have came out already. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Todd. Oh, I was just going to say, I I feel like I heard something about food poisoning um, as well, but it's very, they, they, they didn't release what exactly happened and they don't have to i mean it's a he's he's still it is, it's medical records medical records it's very yeah. secret stuff we just hope that he makes a full recovery mm-hmm. ethan i think the word you were looking for is personal not secret it's, it's personal it's personal it's a private matter um <laughs> that we don't need to know about so any other news before we move on to i guess do we just want to I, I i was just going to look and talk about some of the big games that have happened since the 8th you know, we had Kansas versus Creighton back on Tuesday, that eighth, when we filled that last podcast, where it was a one-point win for Kansas simply because Marcus Zagorowski, my guy, missed the game-tying free throw. I know, was so cl- oh, I was so upsetting. That was a good day for college basketball because you also had Iowa versus UNC, which is a huge matchup, and up until late, it was a pretty good game. Iowa pulled that one out. That was also the same day that Duke lost to Illinois. Yeah, yeah, whatever. By 15 points. I don't think there's shame in that. I mean, it's a young Duke team against a very, very good Illinois team. If that game would have been in, like, March, that game would have been a lot closer. The next week, though, or next day, though, that one made me pretty upset because the Michigan State-Virginia game got canceled, and I was so ready for that. I know. I'm so excited to see that game. It was day surgery. That was going to be, like, my last little hurrah before I go into wisdom teeth. But, yeah. Um, on top of that, the next day we had a nice top 25 matchup between San Diego State and Arizona State. You know, San Diego State pulled it out by 12. Good game all in all. Then that Friday. Not a whole lot going on. Saturday then, Missouri knocked down Illinois by three. Yep. And Missouri's looking scary, boys. I believe they're in the top 25 this week at 16. 5-0. and They're a very good team. They're one to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Sunday then, West Virginia versus Richmond was a pretty good game. West Virginia ended up pulling that one out, 87-71. to Oh, um, I think it almost lost to Cleveland State. That was I was a little shocked by that. This is the same Cleveland State that Ohio University, the Bobcats, the green <laughs> one, they put up a 40 to nothing run against. And Ohio almost lost to this team. Yeah. Then that Monday, you had Marquette taking down its second top 25 team in the regular season in Creighton. And Tuesday, Virginia Tech took down undefeated Clemson, who was number 24. Wednesday, Purdue knocked down Ohio State. Ohio State was without EJ Liddell. However, take it how you want it. You know, if you believe injuries can control a game like that. But Purdue played a good game. Thursday, 
You had Kansas versus Texas Tech. I was watching that one. Very, very good game. Came down to the wire. Um, I believe he's an All-American, Ochi Abaji. Scored a game-winning layup with, like, 10 seconds left on the clock. So, good game. And then last night, Friday, West Virginia knocked off Iowa State in a close one. BYU took out San Diego State by 10. And Tennessee killed Tennessee Tech. Yeah, Not that that's expected. But... 54, 54 points, yeah. And then, obviously, you mentioned the games today. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we can move on. Like, I don't – I guess NHL, I have one piece of news, but – Henry Lundqvist. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, exactly what I was going to bring up. And so, basically, I believe he's sitting out this year due to a, I guess, heart condition, so we will not be a goalkeeper for the Washington Capitals this year. Um, we, can hope, we hope he comes back next year. But, obviously, heart conditions are very scary things. So I wouldn't be surprised if he retires as well. Um, uh, speaking any- of retiring, Alexander Steen, he was retired. He's from the Blues. He won this. He, he was with them with the Stanley Cup back two years ago, I believe. He's mm-hmm. retired due to back issues. And then just a small free agency. Actually, it's not really small. Anthony Duclair signing a one-year deal with the Panthers in Florida. Still don't think Florida should have a hockey team, but that's mm-hmm. – own opinion, but yeah. Anthony declares is a very solid player, and Florida, I, in my opinion, is kind of underrated going into this NHL season. They've got a lot of good players on that forward line, and they've got some good defensemen, but that's all I got. All right. All right. Moving on, anything UFC-wise? Yeah, UFC. We had uh, Davison Figueredo defended his flyweight title. Um, technically, he didn't really defend it, the fight ended up in a draw because there was no clear winner. He just retained the title. Yeah. But that's it for this year. There's only one more event and it's tonight, but it's nothing big. All right. Um, anything else news wise that anyone has just anything. Actually, I do want to talk. We, we did guys college basketball there were some pretty big upsets on the women's side of college basketball the last 10 days um i know that i believe it was was it the one seed south carolina didn't they lose this earlier this week they did they lost to nc state yeah nc state took them out and then i believe baylor also lost Right? Am I going crazy? I can't find these games. Yeah, Baylor did lose. Hold on. Schedule's not loading. They they I lost know. to Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. I watched that game. Um, Kentucky, a top 10 team, also lost to DePaul. I mean, there were some upsets in the women's college basketball. Maryland lost to Missouri State early on, but I think that was that was like late November, so Oh, yeah, we don't. There is some other news, I guess we have to talk about. Yeah, the Premier League. All of soccer, pretty much. Yeah, they're they're still going. I mean, there's not. I mean, again. Wait, did you see Liverpool won seven nothing today? Yeah, that's the. I told you guys before the podcast. I was gonna bring something up about soccer, and I said I want to leave it. Whoo! It's a Crystal Palace. Yeah, Liverpool Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Dang. And Man City's currently up one nothing in Southampton, and that game's almost over. 
And then actually um, at 12.30, which is like about an hour from now, Todd's favorite team, Arsenal, my favorite team, Everton, are facing off. Should be a pretty good game. Uh, no, it shouldn't. Sorry, Todd. No, I, I think it'll be close. I'm not sure it'll be a good game. Yeah, and then – so looking at the table right now, Liverpool is number one, six points ahead of Tottenham. But they have a game in hand. Southampton's number three, boys. Yep. I've been knowing that one. Leicester's number four. Everton is number five. Um, Ma- Manchester United, six. Chelsea, seven. I, I, Ethan, I do want to point out, Manchester United with a win jumps to number two. That is true, because they, they, they have one less game played than a lot of those. But, but isn't that crazy? I feel like that's crazy. Like, people were talking about Olay being out of Man U, and here they are one win away, one goal away from being a top-two team. Yeah. And they do play Leeds United sun, uh, tomorrow, so they, they, they very well could win that game too. Um. That- Anything else in terms of news? Like any other soccer news that anyone has to share? Or are we? I have one thing. Um, we've been kind of uh, beaten up on uh, Sheffield United. I just want to point out they have one point, a singular point. Todd, please don't bring that up because one of my hot takes were that Sheffield made it to the playoffs or playoffs, the uh, Champions League. That's not happening. Yeah, no, obviously not. No, it was one of my hot takes like months ago. Their one draw came at Fulham. They did take <laughs> they did take Man United the distance like two days ago. I think that was a three two game. So hey, Sheffield might be looking to turn it around. Another yeah. shocking thing is West Ham is number eight right now. I'm not West too entirely Ham. shocked. Arsenal's fifteenth. Yeah, Arsenal's about to get relegated. I wouldn't say they're no the full. There's no way there's losing the Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United. Hey, it could happen, and I don't think so. Okay, anything in terms of top soccer? Do we want to move on to the main part of our show? I, I mean, this is to take an hour as usual. We apologize, but yeah, we don't apologize. It's good news. It is good news, and it's commentary. Yeah, but I do want to point out, Juventus is not number one in Syria. They're three. PSG is not number one. And uh, Todd, you can do your French accent because I know. I don't. My I, French I don't accent. I don't yeah. even take French, man. Yeah, but you know how to pronounce their league in French, right? League, I thought it was um, more Ethan. I but yeah. French. Oh shoot, my bad. It's league on. League yes, one. that league, PSG is two behind Lille. Lyon. Tell me you saw that one coming. Wait, Lille or Lyon? Lille. L-I-L-L-E. That's a little surprising. Lazio holding a strong ninth place in Serie A, Todd. We don't need no, to right talk about that. <laughs> AC Milan has been outstanding this this year. They're undefeated so far. I believe one draw. Ethan, I'm assuming you have the table pulled up. Uh, for who? AC Milan. They're top of the league. Yeah. Six yeah. and one, right? Well, six, oh, and one. Uh, no, they have eight wins, four ties, and zero losses. 
Who am I thinking of then? I don't know. I just looked at all the tables today, and so I might have screwed myself up there. But, but still, yeah, they, you... they've not lost yet. Uh, top soccer. You want to talk about top, top soccer? Champions League, they got their round of 16 draws. We have a matchup that last time ended pretty badly for France fans, PSG and Barcelona. We all know how that went last time. <laughs> and then you got Leipzig and Liverpool. Really, honestly, don't see that one being super close. But then again, I believe Leipzig might actually be first in the Bundesliga. They're not. They're not? Who's first? Leverkusen. That's right. That's right. That's right. Speaking of the Bundesliga, actually, Dortmund? Is four. No, no, but what happened? Do you guys know what happened with Dortmund like this last week? They lost their manager. Yeah, they lost their manager because they got killed like by like five goals. Right? Hold on, let me see who they played here. They lost to Union Berlin. 2-1. Oh, yeah, and they lost to Stuttgart 5-1. Yeah, that's the Who's your favorite team in the Bundesliga? What? Who's your favorite team in the Bundesliga? Me? Yeah. Schalke. And we're in like last place. You're in last zero place. Zero points. Yeah, we're smoked. We lost today. Ouch. Oh, they lost, yeah. To like Bielefeld. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Going back to the Champions League, you got Juve versus Porto, or as Ethan would say, Piemonte Calcio. Okay, thank you. Um, You're just guys. salty that I brought that up earlier and you didn't have an excuse for it. <laughs> I had a. I asked a question. Uh-huh. And, then, and then Sevilla and Dortmund uh, also. Lazio and Bayern. I think our uh, reigning Champions League guys might knock out Lazio there, Todd. Yeah. Atletico <laughs> and Chelsea. I, I honestly I like that matchup. Atletico and Chelsea should be a good one. Um I think that, that's all I got. It's not all yeah. I got. I just don't know how to pronounce Borussia Mönchengladbach. Oh, Mönchengladbach. Yeah, that one. They're playing Man City and then the last matchup in Champions League is Atalanta and Real Madrid. Which are two teams in bad form. They're they're both in bad form, though. Yeah. Okay, it'll be a close game. (laughs) It'll be a close game. Both teams were good last year. Yeah, that's facts. All right, is that it for news? Unless there's anything in golf, but... No. Uh, Um, Yeah, so I guess... Do we want to take a break here? Then Take a break. We'll do a fantasy football update. Hold up. We last... When was that? Columbus crew beat Seattle. Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about that. I mean, I don't, I don't pay attention to the MLS because, well, it's the MLS. But right, but championship game. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's the biggest uh, win in a championship game for the MLS ever. Three, three, nothing. Wow, I think I saw that statistic somewhere. Rip Seattle. Yeah, for real. And I think Columbus crew had like three players out for COVID too. Double rips Seattle. 
All right. After that, I guess we'll take a break and then we'll give you, we're going to delve into a lot of fantasy sports. So be prepared for that. So here's a little segment from our good buddies at Anchor. So check this out. Hello, everyone. Uh, We're back. (laughs) So we already covered news and that took a while. So hopefully this doesn't take as long as that, but we're going to do a little fantasy football update um, because we're in the playoffs now. Um, And we have Charlie with us since he's involved with both that and the fantasy basketball league that we are going to draft for right after this. So Charlie, welcome. Good to have you again. Yep. Um, So anyway, um, we are in the second week of the first round of the playoffs. So it's a a two-week aggregate. Um, I'm playing Ethan, and JR is playing Charlie. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Charlie and I are both projected to win, but um, by, like, 20 points. I would say my my game and your game is probably going to be a lot closer, Todd, than JR's and Charlie's. Actually... I think I'm projected to beat you by more. Hold up. Yeah, you are. Wait, no, you're not. No, I'm not. But it's going to be about the same. Yeah. I, I, Alan was really killing you there, Ethan. (laughs) Don't, don't count me out. You know, I got A Rod, Aaron Rodgers. I got DK again. I got DK Metcalf against Washington. Robert Woods against the Jets. Got Pittsburgh's D against Cincinnati. I can make something happen. Nick Chubb against the Giants. I'm coming for you, Charlie. I'm coming for you. This might just be me, but it looks like you have Patrick Mahomes. I got Patrick Mahomes on my bench. Dude, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Playing the Saints. That's the best defense in the league right now. Rodgers is playing Carolina. Right? right? That makes sense. Does it not? I'm not a little, I still don't think the matchup matters for um, Patrick Mahomes. I'm just hoping De- Devontae Adams. Wait. Okay, good. Charlie, you don't have Devontae Adams, do you? I don't think you do. No, Ethan does. Okay, good. I hope Devontae Adams gets a bunch of points because that means Aaron Rodgers does. Wow, thanks, man. And, but not not like 20 points, like 18 points so that Ethan doesn't beat you. Ah, I get you. <laughs> yeah. I will say the one thing that isn't going for you, JR, is that from the, uh, the Chargers game, you got 29 points but you're still only uh, seven points ahead of Charlie, and Charlie has his full team ready to go. So I don't want to talk about it, like I said. That's true. Hey, you know, bigger upsets have happened. I mean, sure, but they're not that likely. Do you believe in miracles, Todd? <laughs> I, I, yes, I do. But that doesn't mean that you're going to have one. <laughs> Well, I All right, hope. I think we should move on to the fantasy basketball draft. I just scheduled the uh, the draft, so um, let me. It says it's not yet scheduled. 
Try rebooting it. I just did. I just did a swap. Okay, hold up. Bear with me here. Technical difficulties. Hey, while we're bearing with Todd, how about we announce our teams? Oh, yeah. So I'll start off because everyone made fun of my name. So I am Utah Fager. I'm the Utah Jazz combining with Team Fager. Nice little collab there. Um, Utah Fager. Charlie, you look like you have something to say. No? No? He's got nothing to say? All right. I am just Team Miz. We're keeping it classy this time. But, you know, we're shortened Mizrak to Miz. Like I said, simple and classy. That's how we yeah, roll. Jalen Suggs just drained like a 35-footer. Jalen Suggs is nice with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Todd, what's your name? Um, I'm making it right now. Because oh, it was it's just team it was just team figure, so I'm making mine. I'm what gonna be honest, guys. Uh, it's not letting me schedule it right now, and the soonest I can do it is 12:30. So no problem. Do we? I mean, do we just want to pause and then just come back whenever we can do it? I'd say do that. Okay, so we're gonna take another little quick pause here, but you're gonna see us in a second. So. And we're back. Sorry, everyone. We had a little uh, technical difficulties there, uh, but we got the draft scheduled. It's going to start in like four and a half minutes. Uh, so when we left off, we were in the middle of introducing our teams. We know that we have uh, Team Miz and uh, Utah Fager. Um, Charlie, uh, why don't you intro your team? Um, well, I'm the croissants because I'm the bagels and the fancy football one, so I just wanted to keep it that way. Okay, and uh, I, I am the uh, UC Santa Cruz banana slugs. So copyright and trademark could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So four minutes. So obviously this is a four man draft. So we're gonna we're obviously gonna have like stacked teams to begin with. Yep. <laughs> um. So and I, I'll just go through the pick order. So Todd will have pick number one. Charlie will have pick number two. I'll have three, and then Jr. will have four, and then it just goes in reverse order, snake order. Right. Um, pick four so, boys. Huh? I like my picks. If you're familiar with how fantasy drafts work on ESPN, then you're familiar with what snake draft means. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, obviously a lot of good players that we can obviously draft. This is going to be very tough, I think. I don't want to make this first overall decision because there's so many yeah. options. Todd, Todd, you're in the worst case. You're in the worst spot here because you can literally pick anyone. I don't like the first overall like, pick. I never like having the first overall pick. Part of me is like Giannis is a no-brainer, but then I'm like – or I could get Doncic or Harden or LeBron. Well, I don't know about I'm I don't know about Harden, but yeah. What about what about Jokic? Me a little bit, but what about Jokic? He puts up stats, man. That's true. I know who I want my two players to be because I get back to back picks. So please don't pick them. <laughs> yeah, no promises there. Thanks. Actually, I think I know who I want my whole entire team to be. 
Yep. I got my whole entire starting five. Well, no, you have to draft them first. So you yeah, really you guys, don't. You, you guys won't be picking them. That's, that's a very bold claim, JR. If we won't be picking them, you probably shouldn't be picking them. No, nah, you guys just – Listen, Todd – okay, Todd is like the best fantasy football <laughs> – fantasy person probably we have here. So – I will take that as a huge compliment. Thank you. You know I've been doing it longer, but yeah. I'm the I'm the old I'm probably the one that's been doing it the longest. How long have you been doing it for? Since like 2007. Yeah, I don't remember when I started. It definitely was not that long ago. I was doing fantasy football drafts with my dad. Yeah, definitely not that long ago for me. So Todd, you made your decision yet? I think I did. Hold on, fellas. Lee Corso just made his um, helmet prediction for Notre Dame Clemson. Notre Dame. Do you know who Lee Corso is? Yeah. So, you know, he's the guy that puts on, like, the big heads when he predicts, like, who's going to win. Huh. Anyway. Nope. What? Oh, what? You- but assuming that I now know that you're talking about someone. Who, who, who was his prediction? Um, He picked Clemson. Nah, he's wrong. Oh, you're calling Lee Corso wrong. Lee Corso's wrong. Hold on, yeah, we have 30. I, we, I just realized we have 30 seconds, boys. Yeah, let's table this discussion. We have 30 seconds. Like we said, we don't know how long this draft takes, so we apologize. Wrong. This is going to be a long podcast, and we apologize for that, but we're now caught up on news and stuff, so... We'll hopefully go back to maybe hour, hour and a half podcast instead of two hours. But yeah, 10 seconds. Todd File with the first pick of the 2020 to 2021 FNBA draft. He selects. He no, selects... my phone froze. Oh. Oh my gosh! We're we're just having some technical difficulties here. Um, Todd's yeah, you work. gotta you gotta say you draft as you're drafting him. I am drafting Giannis if my phone will let me. There we go. Got it. All Charlie right. Fager, you're up. Tell us who you're drafting. I would just like to point out that the uh, Utah Jazz's t- uh, highest player is number thirty-five. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that real quick, and then I'm gonna take. Oh, Nikola Jokic. Very good choice, Charlie. I'm going to take Luka Doncic. Big surprise there. <laughs> All right, now this is – I'm excited to see who this, who he, this guy takes, Jeremy Miserak. Cat, I like that. Here's my front court – or my – yeah, front court, boys. That's a very strong backcourt. I'm front actually, court. Front court. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, and I'm going to take a back eh. – you wanted James Harden, right? I'm not taking James Harden away. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you want James. You want Harden. I think, he wants I think he wants him as well. I'm taking LeBron. Really? Yeah, I was thinking about Damian Lillard, but I already have Doncic. Oh. Charlie, you want James Harden. Charlie, you want James Harden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking Lillard. Dang oh, it. there's Todd. I was about to say, I was about to say, are we really going to let Todd get Damian Lillard? Todd, are you taking James Harden? Part of me really wants to. I'm <laughs> going to be honest. 
I might save him for later, though. I don't trust KD enough coming off of an injury. I'm going to take Trey Young. Oh, no, no Stephen Curry. You should take – Todd, take Trey Young before Ethan does. He I already did. did. And oh, good. Oh, I, I didn't see. Todd? Oh, Todd gets to pick again. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, facts. <laughs> I'm going to do yeah I'll go Tatum oh and that's a good pick Charlie you're up I'm going Harden oh James Harden I was waiting for that purely because I'm needing a backcourt person I'm going to take Joel Embiid I don't like that pick. You know, at he's all. front court, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I messed him up. I apologize. Yeah, JR, you're up. Without his partner in the Splash Bros, I'm go Steph Curry. Steph Curry, okay. I like that pick. That's a reach, but I like that pick. There you go to Alexander. Um, I'm taking this guy. If you don't remember my hot t- or. We did we did debate questions once. Don't and you I dare just... take who I think you're gonna take. Dang it, you took Devin Booker. Were you gonna take him? Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, you're up. I'm really tempted. I, I'm get I'm gonna get a um, SF. Um, I'm really tempted to take Tobias Harris purely because I what? Um, I like the Sixers. Well, but I'm not Tobias going. Harris. No. He's not even in the question. Dude, Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard are still on the board. I know, I know. That's what. That's why I'm taking Kawhi Leonard. The banana slugs. Part of me really wants to take Bradley Beal because he's a scoring machine. And because that means Jarrett wouldn't get him. But at the same time, Westbrook is still on the board. Mm. <laughs> is that what you're telling me? What? You want to take a wizard? Oh, he wants I to take a wizard. Take a scoring machine. And I do need a shooting guard. I'm going to take Beal and hope that it pans out. And then you have another pick, Todd. So you, you get to choose twice. Oh, my phone is being an absolute jerk. There you go. You got, you got Brad and Beal. There we go. All right. Uh, I don't know what is wrong with my phone. This is ridiculous. <laughs> um hmm. part of me is thinking about butler J- jimmy buckets you know what yeah i am gonna go butler all right charlie you're up i'm getting a power forward i'm gonna take i think i'm gonna take yeah, I'm gonna take Pascal Siakam. That's a good pick. I like it. I like it. Um, I have to. He's still available, so why not? Ethan, they don't know who you picked. Kevin Durant. <laughs> I figured. I don't know who to. I, I really don't. I need a small forward. But I feel like. You, Playoff P's available. 
No. That's not the small forward I'm looking at. Brandon Ingram. Yep. That, that one hurts. I was hoping I could get him later on, but. And I have faith that Russ is going to do well. Oh, he's taking his, he's taking a wizard. Um, I'm really surprised though. Okay, he's a backup to Steph Curry. I think that's a pretty good backup to Steph All right. Curry. Yeah, I need I need a backup like forward player, and there's only one guy I see here. So, oh wow, Zion. Only one guy you see there. I'm so happy this lined up because I need a ba- I need a backup guard. Oh and no! The- oh, I know he's guard. He's <laughs> gonna take Ben Simmons. I hate this boy. I'm concerned about Ben's uh, durability, though. I already took him. I can't take it back now. Oh, I know you can't. That doesn't make me any less concerned. Um, it actually makes Todd pretty happy. No, no, Zion should be durability concerned. Both of them should. <laughs> I don't have a center yet, and Drummond is still on the board, but I think he's overranked. I'm going to go DeAndre Ayton. Oh, I like I that pick. Rudy. I see Rudy. <laughs> I do not want Rudy. No one Where? wants Rudy. I'm going to go with my boy from last year, Donovan Mitchell. Oh! <laughs> I'm so happy. I, that's who I was going to take next, too. I need a backup, fo- backup forward. So it's between Paul George and Tobias Harris. I'm probably going to Yeah, I'm taking Paul George. Oh, I'm up. Okay. I need a backup guard. I already have Kevin Durant, so I don't really want Kyrie. I'm going to take... I'm going to... Each three. Drew Holiday or John Morant? I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take Drew Holiday. I think I'm... I'm regretting that instantly, but I'm going bam. All right. And dang it, he was gonna be my next pick. I kind of want to go Jamal Murray. Because I don't I want somebody that can play both the one and the two. But at the same time. Yeah, that's where I'm going. All right, I'm up and I need a center. Um. Uh, How much you want to bet he takes Rudy? You're correct, Rudy Gobert. Uh, thank Not you. I'm, I'm, I'm taking. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Vucevic. Vucevic. Okay. Um. All right. I do want another backup. I do want a point guard. Oh, and this might I... be a stretch. Oh, this is tough. You I don't think I want Kyrie. Available. Yeah, it's do I want Ja or do I want Chris Paul? Oh, not Kyrie. No, I don't. I don't want Kyrie. I think I'm going to go CP3. Oh, and then Todd, you pick again, so you could get you could get Ja as well. Why I could, but then I'm just point? like stacked on point guards. 
Charlie's boy is still there. Tobias. Tobias. I got my jazz player, so I'm happy. We all have players from our favorite teams. I just realized that. You got Gobert. Charlie's got Ben Simmons. I got Russ. And Todd's got Dame. Where's McCollum? I don't have Dame. Oh, wait. No, somebody took Dame before. I have Dame. I have Dame. <laughs> Part of me is thinking about Nurkic, low-key. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, but- this... This is a th- this is a very tough choice. I think I have bigger fish to fry though, and I do need another forward. Well, you had two picks. Oh wait, who did you take? You took CP three. Never mind. Yeah. I'm just. You know what? For- I'm gonna go Nurkic. All right, he's he's so now we officially do have a, everyone has a player from their favorite team. Yes. I, I, I was sitting there. I want Jaw really bad. I wanted Jaw really badly, so I took. I'm taking Jaw. Oh, Jaw Morant. Um, see, so I already have center. I already have. I've got two centers, so I'm not really. I don't think I'm going to take Drummond's right now. I'm. I'm not going to take Kyrie. I'm actually going to. I might take Demar Derozan. Not a bad choice. I'm gonna th- I'm taking Demar Derozan. I don't like that pick, to be honest. You can play the two and the three in this fantasy thing, so I think it's a smart pick. This is my reach pick of the draft. Oh boy! Yeah. I thought about taking him. I really did. Hold up. Who had him queued? What do you three had him on your list? Well, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't oh, have him queued. No one had him queued. I heard the dang it, they had their eye on him too. <laughs> I, I have no clue. You might want to take your second pick. I go Freddie Van Vliet. Who? That's a very bold decision there. Um, I don't think it how, is. How? I'm joking. How's that uh, bold? You know what? Don't. Since he's there, I might as well take Andre Drummond. Interesting. Yes. Is that you're going to pick Charlie? Back, no, no, no. I need a backup uh, shooting guard. So I'm taking Chris Middleton. All right. So we have three spots. We, I think after Todd picks this, we have each have three bench players left. Right. Kyrie is still on the board. <laughs> How do you not take him? Like, to be honest. I have KD. I don't want two Brooklyn Nets players. I'm going to take Kyrie as, like, not a garbage pick, but just, like, we're in such a small man league that Kyrie Irving is a garbage pick. Right. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, we have three players left. Right. At this point, I just want people that are going to get me points. So I'm going to go with Tobias Harris. Dang it! (sighs) I'm fine. Well, you see, I'm going to do something. (sighs) Why do I get the feeling he's going to take CJ McCollum just to spite me now? (laughs) 
I mean, or I can. T- I took Covington. Covington. I need. I need a. I need a uh, shooting forward. Or is it, it's shooting forward, right? Small, Small forward. forward. Oh, right, yeah. TJ Charlie. TJ Warren's available. What are you doing? As Ethan picks TJ Warren. Yeah, exactly. I was my my eye was on TJ Warren the whole time. Like like Josh said, I just wanted to spite him. Um, I don't even know where to go. I kind of I'm hoping Sabonis has a good breakout year. He very well could. I'm also hoping that Michael Porter Jr. does as well. That's a bit of an adventurous pick, considering who's still available. He's on my bench. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take D'Angelo Russell. Okay. <clears throat> I need backup power forward, so I'm gonna take John Collins. That's a good pick. I like John Collins. All right, it's John Collins. I'm gonna take. Chris stops. Is, is it, wait, hold on, hold on. Before you do that, isn't he out? He's out for now, I think. Oh. Let me isn't look. He out for, he's out for a good part of the season. I thought he's out for a good part of the season. I just wanted to. What is happening? Come on, baby. Todd struggling with his pick. No, it's okay. He tore his meniscus. All right. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll pick him up on waivers later this year. Yeah. Oh, my phone is being a pain. Hello. Come on. Stop. There we go. I'll take McCollum if I if my phone lets me. You got there it. There we go. And uh, what just happened? <laughs> I yeah. just took Zach Levine without trying to. Dang it! No, that was who I was gonna pick. <laughs> I I will trade him to you. No, <laughs> I'm not trading anything. Now you know I want him. I took Mitch Robinson. Oh, me. Um, so... No, I'm saying, JR, you could pick someone who I want, and I will give you Zach Levine for that person. No, I want an adventurous pick with this last pick, so I, I know who I'm picking. Okay. I'm going to take Malcolm Brogdon. Actually, no, Todd, I'll do that for you. Who, who do you want? Who's still on the board? Kyle Lowry, De'Aaron Fox, Gordon Hayward. Steven Adams, Valanciunas, Hassan Whiteside, John Wall, Christian Wood, Montrez Harrell. What what forwards are on the board? Gordon Hayward is your top forward. Um, you can play Christian Wood and Montrez Harrell at power forward. Al Horford, Jeremy Grant. You know what? Is De'Aaron Fox still on the board? Yeah. Pick him up. I will trade you Zach Levine. Sweet. The draft is complete. I'm happy with my team. I'm pretty happy with my team, too. All right. That's the fantasy draft, boys.
Wow. And also, I just want to point out we are, we have an IR spot again, so because of COVID, COVID and all that, COVID, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I is are we? Who named me the Utah Jazz show on Zoom? What? <laughs> that would be Jr. <laughs> um, so I guess do we want is that it or do we want to do oddities? Or whatever. I don't know. Dude, we're at, we're probably here in two hours. I don't think anybody's even listening. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're good. So yeah, that was our fantasy draft. Well, obviously, like the fantasy football draft will just keep you updated as the season goes on. Obviously, this is a little different because we have to check our lineups every day, Charlie, every day. <laughs> wow, calling them out. That's that's not nice. That's actually what we call draft fraud. Woohoo. Sheesh. Every, all the stops are coming out here. Um, but, yeah, so we hope to just we, – we've been doing a lot of interviews. We're going to – actually, a lot more interviews are coming out. I won't spoil who, but um, we're, we're going to try to get back on the news train a little better um, because, as you can see, we were 10 days back, and we had a lot to cover, so we want to just get back on that. But uh, I don't have anything else unless anyone else does. Make sure nope. you go watch our interview with no stents. Yes. Um, but then I, I guess apart from that, Todd, you just want to hit us the outro? Yeah, sure. All right. So until next time, I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Bayer. And I'm Jeremy Israel. And we are signing off.